I want to start a little bit today in Isaiah 60 in verse 2. It says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. You know, we, we turn on the news, and um, this weekend I was, <clears throat> I was with this, this guy, and we were kind of, we were up at the UP finals in Kingsford with my track team, and he was helping me, and, and we were at bed night there, and we were watching the, the TV, and, <clears throat> um, you know, and he, he makes his comment. He says, you know, I don't, I don't even like watching the news. He says, it's just so dark and it's so heavy, and, and I want to tell you, yes, today it is very dark in this world. It is, okay? But here's the problem. Why is it that we as Christians wake up every morning afraid of the dark? And we do. We, want, we're, we are afraid if, if all of a sudden something comes against us. Oh, what are we going to do? We almost want to run away and hide like, you know, David's mighty men into the cave. Oh, goodness, they're after me. They're after me. Not knowing who we are in Christ. And who Christ is in us. Who our identity is, right? See, many people are afraid of the dark in the natural. Children included. Now, this is my own belief. You don't have to agree with me. That's okay. That's a learned behavior. I mean, I want you to think about that. What do we, I mean, you, you tell kids story about the, is there any kids in here? What? The boogeyman under the bed. Or, or we start reading these stories about fear and these things these, that are going to get them. And then we wonder why they're afraid when the lights go out. How about Halloween? Hello? I, well, don't even give me a start on Halloween. Let me ask you something. Okay, I'm going to do a little thing for you. I want everybody to think of the word, or, or think of the color red right now. Close your eyes. Think of red. Can you see it? Can you see the color red? Okay, open your eyes. Forget about the color red. You know, that is exactly how the enemy works in images in your children. My kids, we never grew up with Halloween, never nothing about that at all. Walking through the stores with the displays, they come home and close their eyes and there's fear. We didn't put that there. But see, what happens when you're in the dark and all of a sudden you turn on a nightlight? Fear leaves, bang, just like that. Why? Because the light has come. Darkness cannot penetrate light. Light penetrates darkness. So why do we walk around afraid of the dark when we've got the light? And I'm not just talking about the light. I'm talking, have you ever seen one of those beams of light? I mean, those bright things. That's what we got in us. See, we're afraid of the dark, but when the light comes, darkness has to flee. Now, when I was in my military training, I went through um, some sniper training, and and one of the things, we went out there, and it was like midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, dark, 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 dark. And they, and they, and this was, this whole exercise was about, you can't have anything shiny or light at night, because they can find you. A mile away, a mile away at the edge of the woods where there was a field, but a mile away, they had a guy that had a cigarette, and he, and he took a drag on the cigarette. You could see that ember from one mile away. So don't tell me that the light does not penetrate darkness. When the light comes, our darkness has got to go. So my thing is, we know Christ is the light of the world. Walk in him, and guess what? Darkness ain't, can't be around long. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
All right, now here's, now, now I'm going to say something, and this really goes along with what you shared. And it's, and it's so good the way God works things together. We want freedom from darkness. But see what happens? People are getting accustomed to the darkness. You ever, you're sleeping at night, maybe the dog wakes you up or something wakes you up, or you got to go to the bathroom and you wake up. And you know where the bathroom is, and you can start kind of walking because you can navigate because you can kind of see. Because guess what? Your eyes have adjusted to the darkness, right? Now, here's the problem with that. See, some people like to walk in that dusk. It's not light, but it's not dark. And I'm okay, so I can do kind of what I want, but not kind of what I want. I kind of walk there, and, and you're fooling yourselves. But see, so this darkness, we get accustomed to it. But what happens, but you know, there's these shadowy places that you really can't see in that, that kind of light. And if your wife, ha wife happens to do some laundry and puts a dark blue um, laundry basket there where it's not used to be, and you're in this darkness, and all of a sudden you hear, thump, ah, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one. Or, or you've got a, a husband or, or a wife that likes to move furniture around once a month, and, and it's kind of dark, and you're navigating, and bang! Oh, oh, for the love of God, my toe is broken because that table wasn't there yesterday, and it was a little bit dark, and I couldn't really see clearly. People are walking right there. And guess what? They get accustomed to it. They get used to it. They get familiar with it. And they think that it's okay. A couple years ago, um, I've had several eye surgeries. So when I look down, I get double vision in one eye. And so when I'm reading, I have to kind of adjust the book because if it's down here, it blurs. But then a couple years ago, I was like, I couldn't find an adjustment point. <laughs> Honey, hold this for me. <laughs> and I realized, you know, I realized, you know, well, maybe, maybe I got to get some reading glasses or something. And it was, you know, and I could read, but it was a strain, and it was, I put on the reading glass, and it was like, whoa, I can see again. And do you know how many people are walking around in that kind of shadowy darkness because they will not, even if they know the light, they won't walk in the light. They choose to walk in this shaded area. Because, I mean, I know what the Bible says, and that's okay, but I want to kind of do my thing. And I'm going to kind of do my thing over here, but kind of try to stay over here in that shadowy, dark area. And guess what happens? You trip over the laundry basket and you fall. Yeah. Or you, hit, you break your toe on the table. Same thing spiritually. You fall, constantly stumbling around, not making any progress, getting beat up. Guess where the devil lives? Right there. See, in John... Chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, I broke that word comprehend down, and it was fabulous. Here's what comprehend means. It's a, it's a Greek word. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Catalambano. Sounds Italian. All right? Kata, the first part of that is something that is dominating or subjugating. Lambano, seize or grab hold of. 
So if you put them together, it means to seize, pull down, to tackle, conquer, or to hold under one's power. So you could read this scripture verse like this. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness, not the light, the darkness, does not have the ability to dominate, grab hold of, or suppress, or hold the light under its domain. The darkness has no authority over the light. The light comes on, the darkness has to leave. Immediately. Why are we messing around, stumbling around in the dark? Walk in the light. We can do this. See, now, I want to tell you, it does not mean that darkness isn't coming. Because let me give you a clue. If you are a born-again Christian today and you confess it, if you're bold enough to even confess that you are, you're on the railroad tracks and you're on a collision course with the enemy. Collision course. That's the path. You're going to have maybe a few bumps. I'm going to tell you today, if you stand for righteousness, you're going to get slandered beyond belief. I mean, you know, I mean, right now you just look at what's going on in society. One segment of society can say anything they want. That's cool. Another segment of society opens their mouth, tells anybody the truth, and I mean, they are descended upon, like, you know. Who? Shush. This is it. Now listen, I'm going to tell you about this guy right here. Something. He came up with a scripture verse. This is years and years and years ago, and I wish he'd have never uttered it. I wish it had never come out of his face. Brothers are built for adversity. Thank you very much. There's been adversity ever since. Yeah. But listen, let's be real. Yeah, we're going to face some adversity. But here's my question. Why do we get up in the morning afraid of the dark? Yeah. We're the light. We've got the light. And guess what? What do you train kids? It's dark. They say, honey, you don't have to be afraid of the dark, but it's dark. You turn on the light. You see everything? You turn off the light. Same. There's nothing different there. Yeah. It's how the enemy works in our mind. And so we, the light, the darkness doesn't have the ability to dominate, to grab a hold of us. To suppress or hold this light. You, you, you know, the only one that can put that light under a basket is us. I'm saying, grab that staff. I mean, the thing of it is, I wouldn't have dipped the end of it. I'd have chucked that thing right down. I, I want all that God's got for me. I'm, I want all the light that's it, that, that I can have. And here's what it says in Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? No one. Exactly. I'm I'm afraid of this segment of the population. I'm afraid of these people. I'm afraid of that religion. Not walking in fear. Not going to walk in fear. Like I said at the beginning, when we open our eyes, darkness, all the darkness in hell, they ought to be trembling. Here's what I, here's my prayer. Here's my, and this is, it's kind of my prayer for me. I'm going to be so known in hell. I want my face plastered on the post office wall in hell. Armed and dangerous, beware. That's what I want. See, and look what it says. The Lord is the stronghold in my life. 
Mm, mm, mm. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's right. We're having fun today, aren't we? Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even, in, even then will I be confident. Now, I want you to know that God has always provided light for his children. Always. Let's go to Exodus chapter 10, verse 21, the ninth plague, darkness. The Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt. Darkness which may even be felt. Anybody ever been, I mean, I've been, you know, I get up in the morning, go duck hunting or something, you know, 5 a.m., and it is so dark. I mean, so dark, you can't see. What do we do? We get our spotlight and go click. Darkness has got to go. I can find my way. Okay? So, and here's what it says. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another. It was so dark. Couldn't see you. Nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But, I love this. But, all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. You have lights in your dwellings through the Holy Spirit. Through that relationship with Jesus Christ. We have the light. Do not fear the darkness. Yeah, we know it's getting crazy out there. I know it. It's dark. I know. I get it. Gross darkness. People's, people have literally are losing their minds because of, of the demonic activity of the day. We have the light. Even in difficult times in Egypt, the children of Israel had light. God took care of his people. The Holy Spirit is with us. Do not allow darkness to overtake you. Psalms 119 and 105 says this, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So, you want to walk in the light? Ding, 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 revelation. You're going to have to walk in this word. Not some of it, not part of it, not sometimes, all the time, every part of it. Well, I don't like this part, so we're going to forget about that part. I really don't like what this one says because that's kind of owie to me, so I'm going to leave that out. I really want to do this, so what this part of the Bible I'm just going to ignore. You can ignore it all you want, but it doesn't make it any less true. You can ignore gravity, too, and go jump off the roof, see what happens. I don't believe in gravity. Well, all right, smack. We'll call 911. We'll put your bones back together. See, the Word of God will light your way. And again, going right along with what our brother had to say. You know, that enlightenment will lead you in the path of righteousness. And it isn't easy. And guess what? According to what the Bible says, it's a narrow path. And it's got a few rocks and you might fall down and scrape your knee once in a while. It isn't an easy one. It's a hard one. And sometimes, and listen, I don't know about you, but there's days I don't want to walk this path. Really, you deal with people and there's some days you're just like, you know what, people want to go to hell. <laughs> so guess what? Go to hell if that's what you want. I don't care anymore. But then God smacks me around. 
and says, you know, do what you're supposed to. I'm just being honest with you. I know nobody else feels that way. <laughs> I'm probably the only one. I mean, well, you're supposed to be a preacher. No, I'm a man. <laughs> yep, I'm a man that have thoughts and emotions, you know, and, and, you know, clenching my fist and gritting my teeth are part of that sometimes. God's word will light our path. And this is the, one of the reasons I believe people are walking in the shadows, because they will not apply this word to their life. Well, they'll only apply the part they want to apply. They'll never apply the part that really says make a correction in your life. Oh! God, I don't want to do that. You know God loves you so much? I, 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 he cares about what you want. But he doesn't care. He's going to give you what's good for you. Sometimes it's owie. Listen, I'll tell you what. When I, when I first came to Christ, it took me a little bit. But I, I, I realized that I was a prideful man. I was shocked. Shocked! I'm, I'm, I say, you know, and then, and then, you know, then I had my season of, you know, God, you got me, you got a good thing. Look at all I can do. I can just see the Lord up there saying, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're not done with this one yet. Got a long way to go. But through the years of some trials and some tribulation and some correction and a little bit of always, I'm learning some things. And I'm forever learning. I'm still learning. that I'm not perfected in Christ. And I, I live on my face and repent saying, Lord, forgive me because I messed that up again. But as the light comes and this word of God is, shines in my heart, then my path is lit and I can walk in the ways that he wants me to walk in and not worrying about the fear of the darkness. Not worrying about the fear of what people think or what people say or what people want to do to me. Or, listen, I know this is hard for some of you to believe, but there are some people that don't like me. Again, shocking revelation to me. I'm like, what? Really? There's some people that I rub the wrong way, apparently. But that's the thing. When you start worrying about those things, all of a sudden, here comes the darkness and the shadows. And I'm going to compromise just a little bit because. And so, in Exodus 13, and the Lord went before them, by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could see and follow the Lord. So as to go by day and night. And so how do we do all this? It's, it's, it's pretty simple, James 4, 7. You submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Doesn't mean he might. It says he will. Now this does not mean, listen, because I've heard this, God, I submit to you, I resist the devil, and he's going to flee. How come he's not gone yet? Sometimes it's a knockdown, drag out fight. And you know what? You don't have to convince the devil he's got to flee. You got to convince your mind that the devil's got to flee. Yeah. Oh boy. Do you know that is a nasty, dirty word in the body of Christ? Submit. Submit to Christ, submit to those in authority, submit to those, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying, you know, submit to everything that. You know, is in your life. Godly things submit to. 
But yeah, you know what? That was probably, as a Christian, that was the hardest thing for me. Because if I was going to submit to God's will, I had to give up my will. And I'm, my will was, hey, I know what I'm doing. I got this, God. I, I'm going my direction, doing my thing. You just bless it, will you? I've been enlightened and found out, E, maybe my way is not the best way. Maybe your way is better. I mean, you know, I've got... I got this soft spot in my forehead from running into the doors all the time. Bang! Nope, I guess not that door, but I'll go in this one. Bang! And the Lord says, the door's been over here all the time. We just shut up and listen. Yeah. So much easier to just walk through a door that's open than try to headbutt it. Yeah. I walked around with brain damage for a long time. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee. Darkness cannot stay where light is. But it will try to come. And let me tell you what darkness brings. He said it. It brings contention, envy, strife, and every evil thing. That is how the darkness tries to come. Through strife, through envy, gossip, slander, division. That is how it comes. Tries to come. And when we as Christians grab a hold of that, all of a sudden we're walking in the shadows and not in the light anymore. That's why we have to come together. Love one another. Yeah, we're going to be rough around the edges, and we may rub each other the long, wrong way once in a while, but you know what? We're all still going the same direction, and God's not finished with me yet. Maybe he's done with you, and you're perfect. Well, help me get there then. Amen? Because listen, it, it, folks, if we are not going to be, be obedient to God and walk in the light, then the darkness is going to have victory. And if you expect some knight in shining armor to blow in here, I don't care what his name is, to make it all good. If you're waiting for this, this guy to come in and a, a, a revival's going to break out, I'm going to tell you something. If, you, if that's what you're thinking, you have already missed it. Revival has already begun here. I see it. I see it in people's lives. I see growth. I see victory. I see this. I see that. But people are waiting for this. We've got to have this meeting while thousands of people come. Uh-uh. No, God's firing up people. I Revival's starting in me because I'm fired up for Christ. Today. And I see it all over the place. Oh, yeah, you said it. The Antichrist is going to come and say, I got this all figured out. Do this, 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 and everything's going to be great. If we're walking in those shadows, oh, he'll fool us. We're walking in light, you'll know immediately. Listen, it doesn't take me, you know, hey, listen, I'm not some super spiritual deep dude. I, I am, but, you know, we are. But it doesn't take me long to figure out to see a spirit, a demonic one. And, and here's the thing. We've got people in this church that, that know them, bang, just like that. You know, I I run up, you know, Carol Melport say, what do you think? Yeah, it's a demon. Thought so, thank you. Just checking. I got people around here that spiritually are mature enough to know. No, you know, you know what you're looking at. You know what you're seeing. Uh, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of, I might get myself in trouble here. There's a whole lot of things we call mental illness that are demonic, demonic things. You know, I, yeah, most of them, I would say. Most of them. Now, I, I'm not saying that, you know, there's not some issues, and, but we need to pray. We need to recognize because the darkness that's going is gross darkness. And in gross darkness brings nasty stuff. We have the light. We can walk in the light. We can be the light. And we are not affected by the darkness. 
if we don't allow it. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean you don't have some thoughts. You don't have some emotional days. You don't have some struggling days. You don't have some down days. You don't have some depressed days. But I know that this word is a lamp unto my feet, and it will guide me in the path I'm supposed to go, and I will be who God's made me to be and meant me to be and wants me to be. Yeah, what are we waiting for? Amen. And you too, right out there with that beautiful little girl, I want to tell you something. This is something God showed me before. God's got a plan for you. And him. It's time to start walking in it. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Okay? Does that make sense to what I'm saying? There's some corrections that need to be made. Get on it and get her done because God has something for you. And he's waiting on you. Make sense? I hope I didn't embarrass you. I'm just trying to obey God here. Are we good? Get on with it. What's the matter with you? It's the light, man. And I'm so glad that you're here. I just want you to know that. And again, you can. Yeah, yeah. Confirmation. Yep. She said last week when she was worshiping, you guys were there. She's up there. She saw this light over you, and it's just confirmation of what I just said. Because, you know, God's got something for you. Make some adjustments, make some corrections, and let's get on with this thing. Walk, let, let the light of God illuminate this area of your life. Make sense? Yeah, it's open mic night. That's okay. And you don't know what God will do. I, I know, you know, I, I, Cyril has told me stories and people have got stories. You do some little thing and then later down the road you don't know how profound that was in those people's lives. It was just a little nothing to you. You know, you, you pay the toll for somebody at the toll booth. Or, you know, I remember, I remember I was one time at a gas station and somebody's pumping gas and I really felt the Lord said just pay for the gas and I went and paid for the gas. And the person just wept because they said, you know what, I was pumping the gas and I wasn't paying attention and went over and I didn't have a clue of how I was going to pay for this gas. Not a clue of what I was going to do because I just wasn't paying attention and went like $5 over and they were counting pennies. Yeah, five bucks. I, I, <sighs> Obedience. Hey, well, let me shut this thing down. Praise God, you guys have been great. I, I'm having a blast. I, thank you for your words, Cyril. Thank you for, hey, thanks for sharing. Because all of this stuff works together for the, for the, for the glory of God. But we walk in the light. Let's not fear darkness anymore. Let's not get out of bed saying, Oh, I wonder what the day is going to bring. It's going to be horrible. The devil's after me. No, we're after the devil. Amen. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, we thank you that your word's going to light our way. We thank you that you are the light of the world, and we will walk in that light because you made us, and we know who we are in Christ. And like Reverend Pat Tucker told me earlier, he's after our identity. 
We can steal our identity. We don't know what we're supposed to do or who we are. But Lord, in you, our identity is assured. So we'll walk in that and we'll walk in the light and be identified. And so I thank you for it. And I give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' powerful name, amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging in there with me today. Have a great Sunday afternoon, and we will see you soon.